This morning's Dhamma reflection is on the accomplishment in view. Diti Sampada. And I'll begin from with the verse from the Magasamyutta. Bhikkhus, this is the forerunner, the precursor of the rising of the sun, that is the dawn. So too, bhikkhus. For a bhikkhu, this is the forerunner, the precursor for the rising of the noble eightfold path, that is accomplishment in view. When a bhikkhu is accomplished in view, it is to be expected that he will develop and cultivate this noble eightfold path. And how does a bhikkhu who is accomplished in view develop and cultivate the noble eightfold path? Here, bhikkhus. A bhikkhu develops right view, which is based upon seclusion, dispassion, and cessation, maturing in release. And then it goes through the same for the development of right thought, right action, right speech, right action. I'm sorry, right thought, right action, right speech, right livelihood, right effort, right mindfulness, and right concentration. It is in this way, bhikkhus, that a bhikkhu who is accomplished in view develops and cultivates the noble eightfold path. So diti sampada, which is usually translated as accomplishment in view, can also be rendered as accomplishment in understanding or in seeing. How do we see things? What is the perspective from which we view that might affect our interpretation and therefore our understanding of our own experience. What views do you bring to the encounter with life? Right view is distinctly different than personal opinions or philosophical views or speculative notions. Right view is an understanding of, it's not a position. Right view arises through the profound observation in a mindful encounter with present experience, ordinary experience. It's not a theory that we need to adopt, that we need to memorize, or a belief that needs to be enforced. Right view develops by closely looking at the experience that we're having right now, the experience in the body, the experience of feelings, the experiences of mind. What do you perceive? What do you see? Is it impermanent? Is it permanent? Is it lasting? Is it changing? Is it still and static? Or is it dynamic, changing, conditioned processes? Is it satisfactory? Is it dukkha? Is it fit to be called oneself? As you observe the experience that you are having now throughout the day, what do you see? Do you clearly see and consistently observe the conditioned nature of each sight, each smell, each taste, each touch, each sensation in the body, each feeling that arises and then vanishes, each mood, each emotion that rises and falls of our energy, the various emotions that we experience throughout the day, the thoughts that pass through our minds. 
Or do these ordinary experiences of body and mind get swept up into the story, those narrative-making habits, those story-making habits, where we construct, we take the, 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 the bits of data from our experience and weave it into a story. A story that builds up concepts about who we are, that strengthens opinions about how we think things should be, and increases the tendency to see life through that distorting lens of views, through that distorting lens of views and opinions that, are, um, that foster desire and aversion. In the Middle Link Discourses, the Buddha described a person bound to their views as being like a dog tied to a post with a leash, the leash of that attachment to views. Or being like a merchant who goes to the market looking for nice things to acquire. We encounter experience seeking confirmation, seeking what we want, already on the lookout for certain things, looking through the lenses of our desire, our beliefs. These are distorting views. In contrast, the understanding of the Four Noble Truths is called the noble view that is emancipating. What are the Four Noble Truths? You're probably very familiar with them. The full understanding of suffering, not as a view to believe, but as a perspective to bring to the experience that we're having. To know, can we know this in a way that we understand suffering? The origin of suffering is craving, and craving can be abandoned. The cessation of suffering is realized through the cessation of that craving. And the cultivation, the path, the development that ends suffering is the development of the Noble Eightfold Path. So the Buddha was not concerned with offering us Four Noble Truths that would structure a nice Buddhist belief system and sort of be the cornerstone of a world religion. The Buddha's analysis of suffering confronts our attachments, our attachments to any particular position wherever that fixation might occur. In the Middle Link Discourses, Tvachagota on Fire, we find a dialogue that occurs at the time of the Buddha when there were many philosophical debates going on. And the Buddha, when he was asked if he held these various philosophical views about the world being eternal or infinite or finite or what happens to the Buddha mind after death, um, there was a long list of speculative views that were being discussed. And to each one, the Buddha declared that he did not hold that view. And so then um, he's asked, how is it then, Master Gautama? When Master Gautama is asked each of these ten questions, he replies, I do not hold that view. What danger does Master Gautama see that he does not take up any of these speculative views? 
And he replies, The speculative view that the world is eternal is a thicket of views, a wilderness of views, a contortion of views, a vacillation of views, a fetter of views. It is beset by suffering, by vexation, by despair, and by fever. And it does not lead to disenchantment, to dispassion, to cessation, to peace, to direct knowledge, to enlightenment, to nibbana. And then it goes through the the same vexation of views statement for each of the ten current philosophical views of his day. Now, there might be different things, different kinds of views that circle around your um, kind of intellectual or social or dhamma circles. It may not be pondering whether the, the world is eternal or not eternal or what happens to the Buddha mind after death. But no doubt we each have some beliefs, belief systems that continue to keep us a bit out of alignment with how things are, that keep us caught in a rigidly held perspective instead of the dynamic encounter with experience that reveals the Four Noble Truths, that reveals what is suffering, what is the end of suffering. How does this release occur that ends suffering? And how can we live? How can we practice? What can we develop to manifest this dynamic process of the ending of suffering, that lived experience of the Four Noble Truths? It's interesting to look at our opinions, to look at our beliefs. Often we don't even know that they're beliefs until we encounter somebody else who has a different belief. Usually we don't even notice it then because we just know that they're wrong. But if we can learn to take that thought, you're wrong, I'm right, as a pointer, oh, there's a fixed view here. There's a standpoint that I have taken. And then examine that as such. Examine that as a viewpoint rather than try and justify it, rather than try and build up our arguments around it, rather than try and strengthen that position of being right. Notice this is a viewpoint. This is an opinion. This is my belief. What is it built on? Does it stand up to knowledge? You know, sometimes we believe things that actually, as soon as we start to look at it, we realize we can't really believe it, but still we believe it. You know, like all the evidence is to the contrary, but we're going to hold that belief anyway because it's a nice habit, because we feel comfortable with it. So we can first recognize our, our uh, beliefs as beliefs and then examine them. A lot of our views cause a great deal of restlessness in the mind, suffering in life, conflict in relationship, and internal anxiety. Now, in this discourse, it continues where um, it's, the Buddha is then asked, then Master Gotama, then does Master Gotama hold any speculative view at all? And um, the Buddha replies, Vacha, speculative view is something that the Tathagata has put away, for the Tathagata has seen this. Such is material form, such its origin, such its disappearance. Such is feeling, 
such its origin, such its disappearance, such its perception, such its origin, such its disappearance, such are formations, such their origin, such their disappearance, such is consciousness, such its origin, such its disappearance. You might recognize that that is the observing of the arising and the passing of the five aggregates, the experience of body and mind. Therefore, I say with the destruction fading away, cessation giving up and relinquishing of all conceivings, all excogitations, all eye-making, mind-making, and the underlying tendency to conceit that the Tagata is liberated through not clinging. So we see the danger of holding views. He sees this clearly. And then he avoids attachment to any particular view and encourages a direct investigation into what? Into the conditioned nature of our actual direct present moment experience. This is what insight meditation is about. To see the experiences of body and mind arising and passing away. Any position that we adhere to is going to lead to suffering. It's going to bind us. So have you constructed any view about yourself, about your practice? When you notice a view, can you abandon the view that you find yourself standing upon, building up that sense of self as? Abandon that view. And don't take up another one to replace it. So we let go of the opinions that we have formed. I was like that. I'm this kind of person. This happened to me. We drop the story. We drop the view. And instead, we look closely to examine and understand the basic conditioned nature of experience. What are you experiencing right now? Sensations? Sounds? Moods? Thoughts? Feelings? Qualities of mind? How are they changing? We come back again and again and again and again to this simple truth of how things are. Impermanent, changing, conditioned experience. And we understand that. That is the view that is liberating, that is emancipating. This is the accomplishment in view. Enjoy your practice today.